0: Amazon is expanding its Prime membership program, and the new perk, access to doctors, primary care physicians for a fee, a checkup on Amazon's continued push into healthcare. It is Wednesday, November 8th. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Deirdre Bosa.
1: And I'm Mark Gilbert. Today, Amazon is acting on its purchase of one medical group. It acquired the company last year for about $4 billion Now... It is embedding One Medical into a prime membership. D. we've been talking about the potential for years, Amazon and healthcare.
0: Yeah, there's always been this potential, but with somewhat mixed results, and this is a hard industry to crack into, as we'll talk about. But um, this move with One Medical by Amazon, this is a way to really deepen those ambitions through its huge shopper base and the Prime flywheel. So let's talk about that (laughs) base and flywheel because it's enormous. Third-party estimates put the number of US Prime subscribers at about 170 million. To Amazon, this is a huge opportunity to upsell the One Medical Primary Care service. And the key word here is upsell. It uses Prime to upsell music, um, audiobooks, right? A number of different things.
1: Right. And, and I just want to pause here for one minute and put that one hundred and seventy million dollars into perspective, because that's more than half of that means that more than half of all Americans pay for prime, which is just a huge number. More people have a prime account than voted in the 2020 election, which was, uh, you know, a record that's turnout. One hundred and sixty million Americans voted one hundred and seventy million Americans <laughs> Have Prime. I mean, it's. I, I was trying to think of a service or uh, you know or, or anything that that more than half the country does, let alone pays for.
0: Yeah, there's there's Facebook. I suppose more than 200 million Americans have a Facebook account, but that's free. So there's no right. credit card attached to that. Whereas if you have a Prime membership, they have all of your credit card details. It's not cheap either. 140 bucks a year. And to give another comparison. Around that same price point, Netflix, right, charges about $186 a year for a standard account. And it only has 77 million subscribers in the US and Canada. So that's across two countries. So the Amazon Prime membership group and the number of households that it touches is just enormous. So that's where the opportunity is. If it wants to push out its one medical, um, it can tap into that base. But here's the thing we've talked about this in the past. Amazon is not a strictly tech company or a software company. It has a lot of real world inputs and the e-commerce margins are thin. It requires fulfillment centers, drivers, et cetera. And this version of healthcare is not high margin either. One medicals proposition rests on brick and mortar doctor's offices. So if you're not familiar with it, and I know you are, Mark, but if some in our audience aren't familiar with it, it's essentially a network of boutique primary care practices in the US, mostly around major cities. So users, they can access care through the app or they can go to an in-person appointment at brick and mortar locations.
1: Right. And if you're you're already, yeah, go ahead. Right. And how it's going to work right now for, you were alluding to this, but if you're a prime member, you can pay an extra $99 for an annual one medical plan. So it's basically an add on a bolt on to the uh, existing, um, to the existing, you know, prime suite of services. I, I, I have been a one medical subscriber in the past. I will say it's very similar to just having a normal you know doctor and going to their office, I would say the two big differences. One, there's a nice app, right? There's an app interface where you can check appointments, make appointments on your phone, uh, get lab results. I, I sort of think of that as sort of like what Uber did for taxis, right? Taxis already existed. But once you make it sort of app based um, and much more convenient, um, you know, just sort of feels like a like a more seamless experience. That's nice. And the second thing is, it is a national network. So if you need a COVID test or a blood test, whatever a doctor's appointment, you can make an appointment at any office in a, you know, major city that you're in. Uh, and also, if it's something small, and you don't need to see your, um, you know, your primary care physician, you can get something done at, at you know, any other satellite office, that's, You know, nearby your office, for example, or you happen to be going to a neighborhood, you can go and stop by and get something done.
0: Or there's a lot you can do also through a telehealth video visit. Um, If it doesn't require actually going in, they're willing to give you a prescription, which is easy. And I think people got used to that over the pandemic. So the timing is interesting and it's all about accessibility and making your life easier. And that's sort of Amazon's central thesis. Everything they do the company, they like to say that they're customer obsessed, they want to make things quick, and they want to make things easy. And that's why One Medical really does sort of fit the core Amazon thesis. I've used it a few times as well, Gilbert, always in a pinch. That was before, though, I had a dedicated primary care physician, which isn't that easy to get. But I spoke to Amazon about that exclusively with Jamil Ghani. That's Amazon's VP of Prime.
1: All right, yeah, let's take a listen to that sound and then, and then you pick it up on the, on the other side. There are you know many Americans struggling with uh, how to get access to healthcare on a reliable basis. Just some facts, 40% of uh, Americans don't have a primary care physician. On average, you wait 26 days to see your primary care physician. With one medical, you can have same day or next day appointments. And so I think this is just us in prime trying to remove some, some of the friction of daily life add some savings, as I mentioned before, and ultimately uh, have in one simple membership something that provides shopping, savings, streaming, and now uh, positive health outcomes.
0: Ghani's really talking about here is a major pain point of access to healthcare in this country. Um, it's something I'm very familiar with, I'm Canadian. So growing up, there was universal healthcare. It wasn't easy to access either. And then when you come into the United States, there's a whole new system that requires insurance and you can be put on a wait list for a primary care physician for months and months. And you know that's what I did go through. I used one medical and the thing that I didn't really like about it is that you never know which doctor you're gonna see. You're gonna get someone new each time. And when I think about healthcare, I think about a doctor that knows your family history, knows what you're worried about. Um, Seeing the same person to me was really important. And I did ask Ani about that as well. And he actually said that, as a matter of fact, when you use one medical, oftentimes you do see the same doctor. That hasn't been my experience. I've actually talked to someone who has had that experience, but I'd like to see some numbers behind that. Um, That's one issue. The other issue is that primary care is such a competitive space in this country. And I wondered, you know, why would doctors work for an Amazon versus a company that's more entrenched and has a longer history in the space, like United Health or a CVS, which are building similar things.
1: Right. And, and I think that that's worth, um, worth talking about because, you know, that stat that he said that 40% of Americans don't have a primary care physician, I think you're already seeing uh, a lot of Americans access healthcare from, you know, a CVS or a Walgreens. Then, you know, think about how much of, uh, of like our COVID infrastructure was done, via, um, was done via pharmacy and you'd see people, you know, lining up at the, you know, at the same place that you pick up like, you know, Band-Aids and, and cough medicine.
0: And I don't want to get too deep into this. It's not really our area of expertise. But I will say, does this fix a broken health care system, or does it put a Band-Aid over it? Right. This is basically telling people that if you don't have access and you don't want to wait on a waitlist for a primary care physician, you can just pay for your one medical. I don't know that in the longer term that solves some of the preventative issues that, as a whole, society wants to get ahead of because that makes the health system better in the long run. So. I I don't know, maybe in the longer term, One Medical is going to be successful in getting more doctors onto its network and you will be able to see the same one every time. Um, But, you know, now I think about, I thought about this because, you know, my family is a prime subscriber and I thought 99 bucks to be able to just see a doctor on demand. You know, it seems kind of reasonable, but because I do have a primary care physician, I can get in at least with, if not her, her office and that network of four or five doctors. I wouldn't pay for something like this. And she's been working in the system for a long time. There's also that question, do you want a doctor who works sort of in the private system or through health insurance? And like I was saying, competition is stiff. He answered that. And he said that what Amazon is good at is simplicity and transparency, reducing friction. So he says that they're going to attract doctors that want to work with that kind of system as well. And he said that that has been a good proposition, and they're having success in getting doctors onto their network,
1: right? And what Amazon is good at is sort of reducing that friction and making seamless, easy experiences, ease of use, ease of access. I mean, I, I think a lot about like you know one day, one day delivery or two day delivery. Um, you know, or how easy they made uh, you know streaming or accessing music or accessing media. Uh, if you can break down some of those barriers, that the sort of uh, the how difficult it is to access uh, healthcare is is feels like sort of the 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 avenue that Amazon is trying to attack here.
0: Yeah, I questioned him as well on the data side of things because this has also been a major concern of some businesses and some consumers. What do they do with all that data? They have Amazon Echo devices that you know are in your house, listening to you, learning more about you every time you ask questions and when you think about that in a healthcare um scenario, it can be a little scary and you know there's been cases of whistleblowers saying that Amazon has mishandled data. And he was kind of unequivocal in saying that they keep it separate. They have really stringent, you know, checks and balances around this and it will never reach any other part of another company. He also said another thing about healthcare specifically when I was sort of pushing him on how does Amazon get the best doctors versus, you know, a United health. And he said that Amazon has some of the best medical minds in the country. I, I don't know if that's true, but they have been trying to create a healthcare offering for a long time. Remember the Berkshire, J.P. Morgan, Amazon. Amazon, of course. JV, yeah.
1: which didn't and really burn was, anywhere, by the way.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it's not that everything Amazon touches is gold. That's not the case. I've talked a lot in the past about its grocery um, ambitions and how it's been working on that for decades and still hasn't cracked it.
1: Well, and it feels similar, right? Because there's this big brick and mortar. Um, this big brick and mortar footprint that you need to build out, right? It's not the, it's not AWS, it's not this, you know, world of bits, and it's a not all in the cloud. This is a lot of real world that you need to work with. And the other piece is that uh, healthcare is highly regulated, it's right? Healthcare. And so how are how are you gonna how are you gonna enter that market? It's very complicated. And speaking of regulation, right? You've already got this huge antitrust focus on Amazon. Do you want? Amazon entering, you know, another huge vertical of American life, and does that increase regulatory scrutiny? And should it increase regulatory scrutiny on on Amazon?
0: Mm-hmm. In my, you know, seven eight years plus covering megacaps, the trickiest industries have always been healthcare and financial services. They're such exciting industries because, in many ways, they're broken. So there's a huge amount of opportunity, but they're also so highly regulated that you think that if you're a mega cap tech giant you've already got the attention of the regulators um why would you kind of risk it poke your head up in these other industries that are already so regulated and i think the answer there which you've talked about in the past gilbert is that regulators can only do so much and they're trying to fight the biggest battle which may be right. in the core e-commerce for amazon or advertising right. it's, it's for google that, i
1: mean they were allowed to right they they were cleared to buy one medical this wasn't this was not flagged by the um by the antitrust regulators are allowed to be closed, closed pretty quickly too.
0: Exactly. So, I so mean, clearly also, they they I see these as new revenue streams that they can go into. Go and
1: ahead. it's such a huge part of the economy, right? I mean, it's just such a huge piece of the pie that if you can even just, just capture a little bit of it, um, it could be very lucrative. I also want to talk, just quickly mention PillPack, right? Because Amazon bought this company. Um, it's an online pharmacy. They ship medication to your door. They bought that back in 2018. Uh, they since launched Amazon Pharmacy. So you can now get... Um, you can now get uh, medications and drugs shipped to you uh, through through an Amazon service. And I'm just sort of curious to see how they combine all of this.
0: Yeah. And again, I mean, the prime ecosystem and prime customer base of 170 subscribers is such an advantage, so valuable, but it's not the silver bullet, right? We've seen time and time again that it's an interesting proposition, but are people going to pay more for it? And maybe I use the example too of, you know, Amazon, I have a lot of echoes in my house, um, which I like to use, but I've never been compelled to sign up for echo music because to me, it's not as good of a product as Spotify. And in order for Amazon devices to be useful, they have to connect to Spotify. And I'm not sure, you know, that you may, maybe there's going to be the same kind of question about one medical will, how valuable is it that people are going to an additional $99 a year?
1: And I just, you know, I think it's worth uh, before we wrap this up, uh, sort of discussing what other companies are doing because Amazon is certainly not the only big tech company that is trying to break into healthcare. And I think probably the most interesting is Apple. And you talk about the 170 million dollar uh, U.S. 170 million uh, subscribers to Prime in the U.S. Then you also have to talk about Apple's huge installed base. And can you get can Apple get um, you know people who own an iPhone to start monitoring their health through? Uh, you know, through Apple apps and and uh, start uh, using you know Apple to track their healthcare records. The the uh, the uh, Apple Watch that's one of the the huge selling points and the the huge marketing points of the Apple Watch. And it's um, reportedly something that they're trying to that Tim Cook especially is focused on adding a lot of functionality to the Apple Watch around monitoring your health.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's something that you don't necessarily need doctors to sign on to Apple. You can bring the data to doctors. So it's different in a sense of a one medical where you have to keep up all of these offices and this network of primary care physicians. Google, as well as trying in the space, they have Verily, again, you don't hear a ton. They're working on some really, really interesting initiatives but has yet to really, really break through. Um, but you know, for years and years ago, we've been talking about big tech's ambitions in healthcare and in financial services, um, will absolutely be an interesting space to continue to cover, especially as Amazon makes these new moves. So follow along with us as we do. And we'll be right back here tomorrow. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve.